0: All right, happy to have you along, ladies and gentlemen. Another incredible edition of Tech Watch Radio. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to, brought to be brought to you by Network Providers Incorporated. npi techguys.com, our website for podcasts, news, and a whole lot more. Um, Merry Christmas to all of you and a happy new year, that's for sure. Uh, I know we're getting a little head start on that, but I love Christmas, Jay. It's beginning to look a lot like it, isn't it? Yes, it indeed. Well, it depends on where you live. See, no, for that's me, true. there's you you're know, getting snow probably already. Snow right? and that kind of stuff. For you, it's not like Christmas. It's like Hawaii. Oh no, right? no, no, no. We we
1: put uh, Christmas <laughs> lights on the palm trees, and it's very nice. It's oh, very yeah. festive. Okay. Yes.
0: All right, good. Well, I like that. Uh, Christmas can be had anywhere, any time of year, and that's what I like. You know, they got the. Um, movies Christmas in July and all this kind of stuff like that I kind of like that year-round celebration of the Christmas spirit and attitude
1: I I like it after um like I I used to say after Thanksgiving but now it's even like after Halloween and and I'm fine with that I mean people are kind of moving it up and making but you know I I think it's pretty cool Uh, I also like it after the time change it makes it pretty cool um not that I wish we had the time change, but that's a whole other subject. We could do a whole show on that, Sam.
0: Yeah, I kind of like, though, I, I'm for Christmas being moved up a little bit. I hate to obliterate Thanksgiving, although Thanksgiving and Christmas have a similar theme, so I don't really mind kind of merging them both. And I'd like to extend It's the holidays. It, what happens is we we kind of drop them after the new year, though. It's like all done. Right. I'd like to extend that dude on the other side a little longer, personally. I
1: think we all shouldn't have to go back to work until, like, maybe
0: mid-January anyway. Don't you think, Sam? All right. Now, now you're talking and now I'm in, yeah, now I'm yeah. ready to go, but listen, you're gonna work on gifts, right? You got all your gifts done, Jay? No, come on, do I ever? Uh, that, that's so even... you're ready for Christmas, but you don't have all your gifts done. You're just like me then. I leave that you're to ready my wife. For Christmas, <laughs> oh, it's not I'm my not responsibility. I just I'm pay not, for it. I'm, I'm staying out of this, hundred <laughs> percent. However, here's what I will say: I love Christmas. And I'm always ready for Christmas because I believe in the Christmas spirit, and the Christmas season, and the theme, and the happiness, and the cheer, and all the goodwill, and the family, and the—I love all that. I'm never ready for Christmas because I never have all my all my gifts bought and done and squared away and all that kind exactly. of stuff. Well, as you rush to do that, I want to give you some tech warnings because we've talked about some of our favorite things we'd want for Christmas. We have talked about some of the. You know, you can get people that uh, some of the incredible TV digital players. We talked about those and we talked about unique Chris, Christmas gifts a little bit. Some we can talk more about them, too. What would be the top 10 Christmas gifts? Maybe Jay can look up something like that from a tech point of view here in a minute. But in the meantime, there's something that I got to warn you of. And it's an article in the USA Today. Um, Mary Walworth or Walworth. Holdridge is her name. And she brings up a headline that says this, gift card scams 2023, what to know about card draining and other schemes to be aware of. Um, It's a great article. And she brings up some really important things that I thought was worth, that was really worth sharing. She says this, don't get duped Out of your gift buying money this season is kind of her headline. And the first one is here are some common scams and ways to avoid them. All right. So with shopping comes more scams, believe it or not. The holiday season, people are more susceptible to scams because they don't really. Well, you're thinking of good things while others are thinking of ways to take advantage of you. Right. You're just kind of thinking everybody's in a good cheer and everybody's like you and they want to be in a gift giving mood. Well, some are in a gift taking mood. They want to take advantage of your, quote, holiday goodwill. If you will, Um, for example, you've got supposed charities um, that look for donations and stuff. And some of them are good. Right. There's gift giving machines and there's some good things. But be very, very careful with charities. Because a lot of them. Um might not want to do you good. Gift cards are an interesting item as well. And, you know, my son used to say, I don't know why people would ever want a gift card. I hate gift cards. Now he loves them. And I like them. That's because you got older. That's because that's right. And it gives you flexibility. Um, some people say that it doesn't take as much thought to give a gift card, but in my mind, sometimes gift cards circumstantially actually take more thought in the sense that. You're trying to say to somebody, I love you and I care and I want to do something for you, but I don't, I don't know exactly what your needs are. And maybe it's a needs gift as opposed to just, you know, a nicety gift. Anyway, gift items are a huge problem when it comes to scams. They're a big item when it comes to scams. They are used in a variety of tricks. And they don't come with the same protections of credit cards or bank accounts or anything like that, Jay. And that's where one of their biggest
1: holes are. That's right. And I saw a thing recently where um, somebody was saying, this was a a law officer, and he was showing – how you you buy the gift cards from the store, and they will be in retail packaging. Sometimes the, the gift card is wrapped up in a uh, like a paper or cardboard kind of a package, but it shows it has a little slot where it shows the number, so it can be sc- scanned, rung up, and then they add the funds. That way, people if they steal the card from the store, there's nothing really on it. Well, what people are doing is they're they're stealing these cards from the store, they're taking them home, getting the numbers off of the back of them, or cutting the very top of it off that doesn't show through that window. Um, putting them back into the package, like they'll, they'll open them with a heat gun so that the glue just can be reheated and put back together. Put them, literally go back, put them in the store so people will buy them and they keep checking them and as soon as they're loaded, they'll scrape all the money digitally off of the card. Yeah, point so point what is, happens
0: if people are left high and dry uh, when it's time to try to get your money back.
1: Right, so his point is if you're buying these gift cards for somebody, um, once you scan them, either at the register or or even before you buy them, um, go ahead and open the gift card, take it out, make sure that it hasn't been tampered with, make sure the top of it hasn't been cut off, any of the numbers or the magnetic stripe or anything like that, and that you you know the card is intact when you have it, and that somebody hasn't tampered it. Or the other thing you can tell that's kind of a that's a obviously a dead getaway is if you open the package and the and the numbers have been scratched off where they're visible. Um, make sure that that stuff just because in package doesn't mean it hasn't been tampered with is the point point.
0: and you got to be really careful here's what they say this is interesting in the article that i found fascinating even the most tech and street savvy of us can easily fall victim to these schemes if we aren't paying close attention and that's kind of why i bring this up because you know what even if you think man i'm a tech guy i listen to a tech show or or i'm i run a tech show hey be very, very aware, be very careful. Even the Federal Trade Commission, the FEC, the Department of Justice, and other state officials have already issued warnings these this season about a lot of the flags to watch out for. Okay, so you got to look, what are the most common flags to watch out for? Jay, I think, just brought up one of them. There's some tips you can keep in mind, she says, in this USA Today article that are really helpful. Okay? Card draining. And that's really the one that you talked about, right, Jay?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's called card draining. It's a popular scam that leaves gift cards with an empty balance despite paying for the card because you pay for the card, you get this tampered, uh, whatever you want to call it, gift. It's tampered with. They've already used it, drained the money. Now you get a card and... Well, there's nothing on there because well, it's what been they, tampered with.
1: They drain the money in the time between when you paid for it and when you're, the recipient actually goes to use it. They'll check it right. somewhere in between there and drain it.
0: Because they had all the information, exactly. because they got the information and then they glued the package back together, put it, they don't know what the amount on there is yet. Right? They just know they have That's the right. ability when the amount is there. So then they um, check, 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 boom, someone put 40 bucks on there, drain it. Yep. So I wanted to kind of expound on what you were saying give it a name and explain what's actually happening in more detail on that one because card draining is a popular scam that really lets people and you can't get your money back because it's gone jay it's not like a credit card where they can like reverse the funds or it's gone buddy. it's literally like they stole it out of your wallet yep they say several local and national police agencies have even warned about this type of scam, saying that the holiday season is the time they see an increase in people being targeted for this kind of thing. So the point that I'm getting at is credit card, I mean, um gift card scams are always present, but they get 10 times worse around this season because, I mean... They get used 10 times more. They get used 10 times more, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the time... Of, it, these are the seasonal gifts, or whatever you want to call it. The... the I don't know what percentage of gift cards are used versus the holiday season versus the rest of the year, but it is it is a significant portion. Anyway, I just thought I'd kind of bring that to your attention. I think that the
1: best way to give a gift card, personally. And in question for you, Sam, is is it too tacky to just give somebody cash? I mean, if you give them that, they can use it anywhere. They can use it how they best see fit or need or want. Um, you know, maybe they're running low on rent or who knows what I mean, but they can, they can handle it however they want to. They can use it anywhere. And it's a lot harder to have all these weird shenanigans where people can steal it digitally or online. And even with those visa cards, you know, you, you have these uh, like prepaid visas that you can buy for people, but they're so complicated. There's excess charges on it. You're still giving a bunch of money. Every time you transact to visa and mastercard, you're stealing that from the merchant who's buying it. Yeah. Um. They have monthly fees on them. Some of them, where if you don't use it after a certain period of time, it'll just start ding the account until it's empty. I, I just think, man, if you just give somebody a, a Benjamin or whatever, and and they have it, they can use it however they need and whenever they need.
0: Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Uh, you know, some things change with society of what's tacky and what's not. So I don't know how to answer your question about right. the tackiness. To me, it's not tacky. I don't. To think me, so it's actually good, appropriate, and kind of cool uh, to get some cash. I think the the but less look, we've done it. The rule it. they say as follows is this. If somebody, no matter who they say they are, is contacting you and asking for payment via the purchase of one of these gift cards. Red flag. Um, look out, baby. That's the biggest thing they say to warn for. Look, you know what? It's a scam. How would they know you have a gift card? Why would they need the numbers? Yeah, it's a scam the IRS Use your is- gift card at the place you got it from and only buy gift cards from legitimate locations
1: Yeah, the IRS is never going to have you pay back taxes with uh, Google Play cards
0: Anyway, it's kind of interesting. You're supposed to report the gift card scam right away. You're supposed to call the cops Anyway, a lot of times they'll use all kinds of urgency ploys, too, like someone's in trouble, we got to do this immediately, or we've got to do this right away, or uh, whatever else, right? In other words, this pressure is what they apply to try to get you to take action. People don't really get a chance to think through it. They're just focused on, oh, my gosh, the crisis.
1: Classical con artist move. Put the pressure on. Make it seem like you got to make a decision now.
0: Yeah. Um. What if all of a sudden, Jay... You have a gift card to redeem and you don't remember buying one.
1: I don't think I've ever been in that in that situation.
0: Yeah, see, that's a weird situation. I don't buy gift cards
1: for myself. I mean, there's been times um, if somebody is giving an incentive. Like, I've done this on Amazon. Sometimes they'll have a Black Friday deal where you can buy a $100 Amazon gift card for only 80 bucks or something like that. Um, and I'll do that, and I'll just apply the card immediately to my own account because all you're doing is making – I mean, you know you're going to spend $100 on Amazon over the next couple of months. You're just making 20 bucks by doing that. But I don't – I've never bought a gift card for myself. I bought them plenty of times for other people, but um, – I don't know. Do you ever buy gift cards for yourself? I, there'd have to be a big Not incentive. For myself,
0: no. You know? I, no. Uh, but th- what can happen, though, is you can end up with a gift card that somebody else gives you for something that you think you won something or you think you got something, you put it away, you don't remember buying it or whatever else. It could be a scam, too. And what they're finding is that oftentimes what they'll do is that you'll have this, and then later at some point, then they will use this to try to gain more information from you. Yes, you're right. You have this gift card, and yes, it's got this money on it. Um, but all I need, Jay, <clears throat> is a little bit more of your bank account information and stuff like that, so that I can whatever they're gonna tell so you. So I
1: can make it right. We're gonna put a deposit in your account instead. And
0: we're gonna we're gonna. You know, and so whenever yeah. they gather more information, is what I'm telling you is when. You want to look out. Skip it.
1: Cut your losses, man. Go back to cash. That's what I yeah. say.
0: And and they say the same thing with like these vacation things. Oftentimes they'll call and they'll offer you a free vacation. But oh, then yeah. that free vacation can be this voucher thing. And then this voucher thing can be like, we can do this free vacation voucher thing. But in order for us to do this, we got to have this from you. And it might be something simple. Your birth date, your social security number, your understand they're gleaning and creating a dossier, folks, that they're missing a piece or two. And you don't realize the other pieces they have. And once they get some innocuous piece by itself, it's not innocuous anymore.
1: You're going to get a free hassle. That's really
0: kind of the whole, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, end point on this thing for me, the discussion, is that even things that seem legitimate vacations and other sweepstakes and other winnings, if they call you, and I'm not saying that there's never any value there, but nine times out of ten, They're doing it because they make more money on the end game of people not using it or not applying it right or not or gaining information from you or something. There's another game happening somewhere that isn't just in your interest. They're not just running around giving you vacations places because they're making less money and going broke doing it. They're not doing that.
1: The general adage still applies. You know, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah.
0: Hate that. Shoot. All right. Well, I was having fun with it anyway. Um, Jay wants a gift card for Christmas, I heard. So Yeah, the one gentlemen, with gentlemen, Benjamin
1: guys- Franklin on it. You just sent put those in yeah. an envelope.
0: But it is true, and I think that we ought to, and if you give somebody cash so that it's not tacky, put a little note and say, I I was thinking about getting you a gift card to so-and-so place, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't a scam, and I know if you have the money in your hand, it won't be a scam. It'll be all good. So I'm giving you this cash because I love you, uh, and I I was thinking of giving you a gift card, Jay, too. The Honey Ham Company, for instance. So you could have a ham for Christmas for your family. Right. That's what I was thinking. And I didn't have a great way to send you a ham because you're all the way across the country. And I didn't really want to do a gift card because I didn't want it to have a problem or be a scam. And so I just gave you a $100 bill. Isn't that a Ben Franklin? Like yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and now you can go get your Honey Ham, Honey Baked Ham for your family, and you're all good. And this is why I'm giving you cash, J. Now, I think if you do it right with a love letter, or a, you know what I mean, a friend letter, yeah, yeah. A, an explanation, kind of a um, gift letter... Maybe that's a better way than love letter, but gift letter. Then it, it, I don't think it's tacky at all. I think people go, you know what? That's great. That's actually really thoughtful. And so I think you can turn it into a positive, Jay, if you want to. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, but just make sure that you go ahead and
1: spend that uh, that cash pretty quick too, because that's that's also losing its value a little bit over time as well. You know.
0: Yeah. The last thing on gift cards that I want to mention is this, folks. Um, a lot of times, what people do is they get a gift card. Put it in their wallet, and then that thing just sits there, and this they never spend to restaurants it. restaurants a lot. Yeah, and they never spend it. And sometimes these things expire. And when they do, you're just uh, sol, buddy. You're out of luck. You lost the money. So if you, you know, know who's have, not uh, sol? Gift though. Card uh, company A, and um, you know, and you wait, and then it it expires. The only one that wins is the company that issued the gift card because they got fifty bucks and they get, had to give nothing for it. Exactly.
1: That's how you win in gift cards. You sell them.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: There you go. By gift card All to Watch Radio.
0: Right. All I can tell you is this: um, I think that unique gift giving is important, and I think trying to think about what you give people—I love that—is important. Uh, and I think giving people gifts that are not necessarily tied to dollars, so much so, is important too. Yeah,
1: especially when you fill a need. Uh, whether it's a need that somebody knew that they had, or sometimes they didn't even know they had it, and they're just like, oh, my gosh, this thing is incredible. This is just what I was looking for, and I didn't even know this this item existed or this solution to this problem existed.
0: Now, this is weird, and I'm not trying to take credit for it exactly. It's something that I normally wouldn't even share on the radio, but I think it's relevant here is why I'm spending the time on it. What I do for my employees, for my company, is I give people right around Thanksgiving, I give them their Christmas and Thanksgiving gift together. And the reason that I do cool. is because then, then they have the ability to use it for Thanksgiving if they need it, Christmas if they need it, both or neither, but they now have some flexibility and Christmas may not be such a hardship. Christmas is hard. You got to come up with a bunch of bucks. No doubt. Especially if you have bigger families or if you're a parent or if you're a whatever. Uh, and, and it's really helpful to, to you know what, if somebody gives it early like that, then it actually might, you know, make it a little easier to handle your own christmas and so in that i try to think of gifts that have more than one gift in them if that makes sense i'm giving you the gift which is whatever monetary amount but i'm also doing it with intention um for another greater reason and so my whole point about this uh in christmas and gift giving and everything else and we try to do this for tech watch radio too we try to use things that are multi- Purposed or what's that what would be the right word for that jay yeah multi-purpose there's
1: multi-functional. multi-dimensional
0: multi reasonal multi-functional multi-value i try to spend my money on a, a lot of cases in the same way
1: no i think it's very clever i think it's a great way um to use that in in it's a good excuse right to use thanksgiving to give them both a, a thanksgiving gift and a christmas gift and you get it to them before the holidays and you know they, they've got that a little bit of extra cushion right when you need it when the holidays are coming up
0: and so it's got it serves a dual purpose or a tri-purpose or sometimes they say let's, let's see if you can make your money work in more than one way you know so i like to put put dollars and things and effort and time into things that advance multiple things if i do a tech watch radio show hey maybe a soundbite of that tech watch radio show could be played in another show that i do or maybe i can anyway i try to make things um multi-purpose multi and speaking of people doing that i want to tease this but then i want to talk about it in the next episode jay is the future of data centers under the sea believe it or not now several companies are starting to put their data centers under the sea some of them they're doing it for environmental reasons some of them are doing it because it just simply makes sense the water's cold and therefore your data center um doesn't get hot and uh, it's believe it or not it's a big thing and some people are asking is that the future Jay
1: I you know I've seen people do this before I've seen them put them in cold climates too Alaska Antarctica you know northern Canada places like that for the same reason you got a lot of heat to dissipate and what easier way to do it than in a cold climate I I wonder though about putting it under the sea there's so many other issues you have to deal with pressure salt water corrosion, um it seems like a a very hostile environment it'd, it'd be almost like putting them in outer space it, it would be the next step away um there's a lot of other issues yeah. you'd have to deal with i think with putting them uh, uh, under the sea or you know
0: even if it's low well feet under under the water there's there's a lot of we're gonna get into complications it complications um, but i wanted to tease it this segment on purpose because it's really something to kind of think about and kind of go hmm what you know these data centers under the sea do they make sense are the pros and cons worth it and they're experimenting with it. But what about, Jay, you live under the sea. They're now talking about, quote, self-sufficient homes or sea pods where you could live in a sea pod um, in the ocean. And you can either have one that's underwater all the time or one that floats around like a boat kind of a thing. Um, and would you live in like a, a, a sea pod kind of a house thing? I think and it's so. They're cool looking idea. at the ocean for a lot of reasons. It's a great it's idea. It's kind weird. I love it. It'd be a great
1: vacation, right? now. And you've seen, like, um, Airbnbs <laughs> that are like this where you, you can sleep under the water. And, you, and, you know, and I've seen uh, also some yachts that are submersible or have, um, you know, windows and stuff that are below the water line. These are very cool, but they're very expensive and very high maintenance, too. And, um, you know, I guess if you had the money and you had the staff and stuff to do that kind of thing, that would be cool. But as, a, as an individual or a homeowner, you know the, the typical consumer homeowner, do you want to live under the water? I don't think so. I don't think you want to be that, um, you know, that equipped to deal with all of the routine maintenance that would come with a, a submersible in a hostile environment you know, that has to maintain life support, <laughs> basically. You know what I'm saying?
0: It depends on how hostile and people are talking about Elon Musk and others are saying, hey, we can eventually colonize other places, other planets and other things. And, and I think you we will. under the water or one of those?
1: I, you know, I think we will. And I think maybe this is a good first step and trial run to that stuff. But um, th- there's a lot to it. It's not going to be, you know, just like maintaining the gutters on your house. That's going to be a lot more important. <laughs>
0: A lot more important like life. Yeah. Dependent, important, kind of. i just saying. Anyway, I find it fascinating. And so we've got two problems here we discussed on this broadcast today. One is gift cards and, and how to do gifts and everything else. And those are kind of first world problems. You lose your gift card, you lose your money on it. These other things we're talking about, though, are environmental issues with regards to tech and, and the heating of computers, and especially if we're going to mine money. Uh, Bitcoin or whatever mining and heat and can you put it on the sea and do it and can you live under the sea or can you live under the ground uh and and what does that do I mean if you have a house that you put uh, under the ground you don't really have a lot of heating and cooling it's about 58 60 degrees uh around the you know clocks and the seasons and hours and days and everything else uh kind of discussion and um i want to get into that more in the next episode more about under the sea outer space a little bit uh these pods because there's some interesting articles written about it that i think makes sense from a tech point of view okay we'll do it thanks for being alongside for the ride merry christmas to all of you we'll say that for the next few episodes of course because uh, we're creeping up to christmas get your shopping done and don't get ripped off make it a great tech day will you? hey thanks